0: hello everyone and welcome to the Air podcast today i'm talking to the author of the novel fuck boy sean thor conroe Thor Conroe is a Japanese-American writer. He was born in Tokyo in 1991 and was raised in Scotland, upstate New York, and the Greater Bay Area. He studied literature and philosophy at Swarthmore College and attended the Columbia University School of the Arts. He has guest edited New York Tyrant Magazine and hosts the book podcast One Story Pod. Set in Philly one year into Trump's presidency, Thor Conroe's audacious, free-willing debut follows our eponymous fuckboy boy Sean as he attempts to live meaningfully in a world that doesn't seem to need him. Reconciling past failed selves, cross-country walker, soundcloud rapper, weed farmer, he now finds himself back in his college city trying to write, doing stimulant-fueled bike deliveries to eat, Unable to accept that his ex has dropped him, yet still engaged in all the same fuckery, being coy and spineless, dodging decisions, maintaining a rotation of bays that led to her leaving in the first place. But now Sean has begun to wonder how sustainable is this mode? How much fuckery is too much fuckery? Written in a riotous, utterly original idiom and slyly undercutting both the hypocrisy of our era and that of Sean himself, Fuckboy is an unvarnished, playful, and searching examination of what it means to be a man. Hi, Sean. Thanks so much for being here.
1: Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for getting through getting through all that. So you know uh, I just that. want
0: listeners to know that, like, reading through the bio, like Sean just has like like. Stupid big grin honestly. Yeah, it's,
1: it's crazy town. Yeah, yeah, we're having. fun Why? With that. Why the? No, why the no, we we're just having fun with that, you know.
0: Yeah, with the with the copy, you mean? Yeah,
1: with the or with the copy. Yeah, I think it was a collaborative effort. I think it was better than it was initially.
0: Who oh, did you know. work with on that?
1: On the on the copy, yeah. Um, that was a that was a combination of uh, me. G, uh, Gene, uh Garnett, my editor at Little Brown, and um and probably a little bit Julie, uh my agent. Although there was a version of that before uh my initial editor, Gian Passed away, where I wrote an initial version of that for him. Um so yeah, it went through many it went through different iterations for sure.
0: Was it like drastically different, the the first iteration?
1: No, I think I think yeah, I think it was a little. Di- I think it was, yeah. It, it it was different before, or it was, yeah. I think we just kind of, um, spruced it up a little bit. Um, yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad it makes you smile like that. Um- it certainly like I mean I didn't need to read the copy. It's one of those books where like the title alone makes you want to pick it up. Um, I sort of like to start off by addressing the the Sam Pink acknowledgement and 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 asking you what to you is the line between ripping off and influence.
1: Oh, we go right in, huh? <laughs> oh, you trying to get that? You trying to get that that sauce? I see. I see what this is.
0: Spicy.
1: Um, what's your question?
0: I mean. Uh, there is a Sam Pink acknowledgement in this book and, and I'm not making any presuppositions or commentaries, but I be given the, the discussion. I'm wondering what to you is the line between ripping off and influence.
1: I mean, yeah, that's plagiarism is, is, is a thing, you know, plagiarism is really easily identifiable. Um, Yeah. I, that, a uh, friendship going awry because of, I don't know, mental health and like envy about where a book went is a completely different thing. You know, media cycles using like a mental health breakdown to like get more clicks and ambush someone's um, book press cycle. That's a different thing too. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know that 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 acknowledgement wasn't initially in there um in the early drafts it was a line about pink mcclanahan bud as like three early people that responded i mean pink responded to a permission request i gave him to cite his lines in the book a year over a year before um that's like we, 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 became friends after that. You know, I eventually had to take those lines out cause there's a part in the book where I, I reference, um, his writing. Um, we had been in communication on the phone all the way up until that point. There's a lot of grief stuff that was going on at that time, people passing away, um, being there for each other about that. Um, and then sometimes people snap and want to spray out on the internet. Um, I actually added that acknowledgement when he was first kind of wigging out due th- due to a lot of different things i mean i edited his i edited a poem i've edited and published a poem of his on tyrant four months before that we've been in communication ten days before that um you know sometimes people have fake names on the internet and they like to it's all game to them they just spray out and they want to get that click cycle it's not it's not cool it's not it's not a thing you want to like make a big deal about um if it was, yeah, if it was plagiarism, it would be plagiarism. It's not plagiarism, you know. I'm working the tradition like David Markson. So many, so many contemporary writers use line breaks. No one owes, owns line breaks. Amy Hempel wrote all her stories in line breaks before putting them in, um, in paragraphs. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's pretty much a roadmap of every influence in the book throughout the book. You know what I'm saying? Um, sometimes. You throw people, you throw people sauce, and and I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty understandable, you know. It's pretty understandable. Anytime you you feel like you you know someone looks up, someone someone's coming up under you and gassing you up, and then seems like due to material things, it, it you know it's they surpass you. It makes you and not even I don't know, just like not even, there's no, you don't even need to look at it like that. You know, everyone has their books, everyone has their art. When money gets involved in in art, obviously it gets weird, but I felt the same thing before, you know, but.
0: I mean, I super appreciate your candor, but I'm really, mostly wondering, you know, even if we take the, the actual names of the people involved out of this, what your feelings are when it comes to influence, because as a writer, of course, there are influences in your life as an artist i would imagine um an influence what does that mean does that mean that we we are bound to replicate that which we have absorbed or does that mean that we are like in a long tradition of a certain form do you know what i mean like and i mean, and what's what point...
1: learned what's learning like learning right. is reading a thing and then trying to do your version of it. What are we? What are we even talking about? <laughs> like anyone who takes an English class and tries to write like whatever, you know, every every like realist, you know, I I, I don't know, I, I, you know, anybody who takes an English class and learns to write and they're reading stuff and trying to write like that. Like you know what I mean? Like you yeah. should do that. You should be reading. You should be absorbing things. Like I have a pretty clear combination of like who I'm doing who I'm writing in the domain of like and I aggressively read to like absorb all that like whether that's Nausgaard, Welbeck, Bologno, um, Eileen Miles, you know, like everybody who I say in the book, like and people I don't say, you know, McClanahan like you know, like this yeah, it's it's unfortunate because this stuff that this is like the, the first question you asked me about the book. But like there's also just a lot of Other stuff, like other history that like I just don't really want to go into, of like, you know, tyrant, tyrant being the editor of tyrant before that, and like all the shit that brings. So I don't know. I don't really
0: want to get into the personal politics. I think it's just an interesting question in terms of like, even just from a biased perspective. Like, yeah, I feel like I personally, I'm the kind of writer. I barely identify as a writer, but that's a whole other conversation. But it's like if I read a text and it's really meaningful to me and it inspires me, I'll find myself sitting down and inevitably, and maybe this is more on me than anything else, I I end up in this sort of like, what's that like imposter syndrome sort of vibe where I'm like, wait, am I just like recreating like Sheila Hedy's form right now? And I'm like, am I trying to, am I just trying to be Sheila? And and that's not artistry. Like I should just be trying to write what I want to be writing. And, And I personally struggle with that myself. Um yeah. in terms of the line between influence and like just being so adored of another circumstance that you end up replicating. So yeah. I just find that like an interesting definitely. I don't need to know the No definitely.
1: Quality. Yeah. I, I think I think what happens is like you dwell under the umbrella of an influence like for a while. But I think that's good. Like a lot of people don't, you know, like I think like Yeah, there's, like, a handful of writers who, like, I basically, like, methodically read through their whole, um, you know, like, all their writing. Like, I think there was, yeah, whether it's, like, you know, I talk about, like, whatever, David Foster Wallace when I was really young or, like, Bolaño. Even there was, like, a Nabokov period where I read all Nabokov and I look at the writing for that time. But I think over time, um, those techniques, you know, I think the difference is techniques and, like, and like taking word, like taking phrases, and like doing them like slightly, or I don't know. There's I don't I don't know what that is. I, I don't you know I, I I absorb a lot of shit. I'm doing it right mm-hmm. now. You know I have like my cycle of like books I have to finish before I'm allowed to like pronounce what I'm working on finished, and I'm mm-hmm. adamantly. <laughs> pointing out those influences that's also the point of the book the point of the book like one of the things it's showing with the bibliography Mm -hmm. with those inclusions is that that is what you're doing and you should do that you know you should and, and i think you just have to if you keep going over time like some raw voice will come out i mean it's like it's yeah it's like it was it's it's not it's not always fun to or it's not always enjoyable to let your voice um or it's like difficult to let your voice breathe you know I think that's a lot right. of what this is like, you know, Pink's doing line break stuff. There's a lot of techniques he's doing of like turnings or how you turn the phrase, how you dwell in places. That's one of the things I'm doing for sure. That's a lot of, pe- a lot of people are doing that. You know, you look at mm-hmm. Kevin Gonzalez's is writing. You look at, look at everything I published on Tyrant, you know, mm-hmm. um, fucking, um, Andrew Weatherhead. I mean, that's, that's the most unfortunate thing where it's like, I, I'm always big, like, look at my podcast. I'm just big upping everybody who's doing something mm-hmm. and I'm pointing out what they're doing. But I think, like, the point of letting your your voice talk, your voice speak, or what, what voice you're settling on for that project is, like, it's often a, a process of, like, that obvious way you want to write it that you think is dumb because no one's doing it. You just let that mm-hmm. live. And then that's, mm-hmm. what, that's what finding your voice is, you know? Um, yeah, there's none of that anyway fuck dude we really you really came in hot okay
0: mad love mad love it's all love i swear it's all love i
1: swear well you kind of need the personal drama to understand the wig out you know what i mean um right right because that's what it is you know um and it's like a it's like the blatant like disrespect and disinterest in art that makes people like turn everything into a to like a rap beef you know it's not a rap beef I'm I don't going. think it's
0: a rap beef, but I think <laughs> it is a very interesting question in terms of how to find, as you worded it, like your own voice um, with surrounding influences around you. Um, if, there's a dif- if there's a difference between a white man and an ethnic man, meaning <clears throat> different allowances, different privileges, being um, privy to both or either, what's the difference between a white fuckboy and an ethnic fuckboy? Should either get allowances at all? You know, I'm thinking of your narrator's reflection, but that's the Japanese way. Put your head down, erase your feelings, and keep pushing to the bitter end. Interesting how a Japanese way here aligns very much so with a fuckboy way, but that's, you know, two different ideologies at play. Uh, something a white boy couldn't, white fuckboy couldn't conclude. Um, I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on the difference between a white fuckboy and an ethnic fuckboy.
1: You think put, putting your head down and belligerently forging ahead on your task is fuckboy behavior?
0: Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's tangential to fuckboy behavior. Maybe not is it finitely, but it certainly aligns.
1: I think I was more referencing, like, um, I don't know, a culture that, like, Sees like buku and like suicide bombing is honorable. That did for a while, you know. Of course. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. What? Yeah, what do you? I mean, I have a pretty like. I don't know. It's weird being like two things exactly. You know what I mean? I don't really mm-hmm. uh, two two different like. I'm looking at my my uncle's. My my sister went out and visited my uncle. With my grandma out in Tokyo and uh like his copy of my book is like he can't speak any English and his copy mm-hmm. of my book is like just has like kanji all over it. he's like translating it word for word you know
0: oh, um trying trying
1: that. to trying to um but um yeah I, I don't I, I honestly don't really know I don't really know yeah like allowances um I don't know. I, I don't think that if you're writing something, you can be thinking about what you're allowed. To, I don't know. What but that's you're allowed what the whole to do.
0: book does. In the whole book, you have this narrator exploring, maybe not what they're allowed to do, but kind of like understanding the way that the outside world is reading them and sort yeah. of like talking about to them without talking back to them directly.
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he's trying to nav. You're, you're probably right that there is some of that. I think he's trying to navigate what he feels all right with for himself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but um, yeah, I can't. I can't really speak outside of my experience. I guess like stuff I'm looking at with a narrator that's like drawn from my experience is just like. I mean, it's not that. It's not that unique of a thing, but just kind of like navigating different spheres and like different codes that that that, that are Okay, well what's in there? your
0: definition of a fuck What's
1: my definition of a fuckboy? Early on there was a, there was a fuckboy definition page um and uh Gian wanted to take it out cuz he wanted to confuse the readers more. Um but um there's probably yeah, uh there's a lot of definitions of fuckboy. Um but I would say like
0: What's
1: yours? I mean, a fuckboy in the most classic sense like is just kind of like a spineless or kind of like, I really don't know how to how else to say it. It's just kind of like, well, it's like operating within the codes of the people who are saying it. It's just kind of like a unreliable, like a bitch ass man, like a whatever. That's, how, that's what you're saying when you say that. I'm not saying it's good to say that, but that's kind of, you know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily have to do with being a womanizer or anything. It's just kind of like a thing to say to a dude who's just being i don't know lacking integrity Cheap. yeah or just being kind of weak you know that's really what it that's the classic thing it means um but then there's obviously then there's also um prison stuff like there's that connotation which is like a duty uses like um sex for protection um often from like a stronger male there's like southeastern asian like you know fancy boy stuff you know so there's that element like using sex for like or using your sexuality for you know um whatever protection from people <laughs> and then of course like there's the most classic or most widespread one which is basically like probably like oh no then there's the hype beast fuckboy which is just a dude who like probably spends a lot of time like you know wears like designer and like cares a lot about how he looks and then there's like the 2015 onwards mainstream culture one which is like a womanizer unreliable um untrustworthy
0: is that not your narrator
1: that's one of that's that's one of that's one of the things you're looking at but there's all those other ones in there too if you read right if you read closely in the most crude sense it that's 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 what it is it's a dude dealing with the breakup and then being like kind of dismissed and then being like oh you know (laughs) Dang.
0: <laughs> but that's what I think is also so interesting about this narrator. And I mean, full disclosure, I don't even know if I'll keep this part in the book, but just to be real with you, like, I'm a woman of color. have like, I've dated fuckboys and they've been men of color. And like, you're in this position where you're just like, um, you can see how trauma, you know, hurt people, hurt people or whatever. Yeah, or just like, yeah. Male male shit gets in the way that then resulted in like hurting you know like literary bay like and yeah um, yeah but it, but it gets more convoluted as an ethnic person because these people hmm. that I love also happen to be men who come from these ethnic backgrounds so their trauma is like a little bit exasperated beyond just like a male centered situation they also have cultural baggage that's informing their their fuckboyness. Possibly. And that to me is something that I read from your narrator as well, given that, you know, he's not a white fuck boy. Um, is hmm. that like a incorrect reading or do you think that's true to, to to the to the narrative?
1: I mean, I I mean, I wouldn't say it. yeah. I, I don't know that um I wouldn't break down like people who have trauma and don't have trauma like along the racial lines. So clearly. No, of course,
0: but people have different kinds of trauma.
1: Right. You mean like intergenerational trauma?
0: Yeah, like if you're you're, is, and let's not even talk about like we have this narrator who's clearly struggling, struggling with like the environment around him, be it you know the the way that he has to pay the bills, the 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 relationships he has with women, um, the 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 academic and philosophical conversations he has with, you know, quote unquote regular people or ivory tower people, like everything that he's navigating. I don't think his ethnic identity is not, like, involved in that. Do you?
1: I mean, I guess every, every aspect of your identity is, if you're trying, yeah, I guess it's involved in it. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I Yeah. I guess there's some presuppositions there of, like, how you're reading it, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I don't know if that's what I was trying to do, you know? I mean, I guess for him, yeah, like he's yeah grown up in a way where he's like moved been displaced from where he's living like every every few years so he's constantly adapting in new ways and like finding new ways to like talk and fit in and uh and so i guess yeah it, i guess like i kind of have a more a less less essentialist like view of like what Having a certain ethnic background means. Why are you smiling? Is that what Because I
0: resent that. I'm like the last thing I would consider myself as this. I'm not like upset, but like I, the last thing I would consider myself as essentialist. A, a racial I essentialist? Yeah. Right. Um,
1: but that question of like, well, a white fuck boy is like this. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. I didn't mean to, to knock you for saying that you're doing like racial essentialism, but. Um,
0: I mean, again, I can only speak to my yeah, own experience. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I identify as a woman. I know. I know that like I have certain experiences as a woman and then I also know that I'm not just a woman. I'm Bengali of right. a Muslim right. background and that yeah. informs me. Right. I grew up in Canada. Right. I'm Canadian, whatever that means. That informs right. me. So I'm not trying to be essentialist about it, but yeah. certainly I guess, all yeah. of those things are at play.
1: For sure. I guess it's confusing for me because like I was born in Tokyo. I'm, ha- you know, I'm half Japanese. Yeah. My dad's white, but I didn't grow up with him past a certain point. And uh-huh. like I went through like a lot of middle school, like people thinking I was like Mexican or like light skinned black because I played basketball. Sure. I played sports and stuff. So like I don't know, like <laughs> and also I don't even think it's reduced. Like my little sister read the book and she was like, she was like, This made me think of all the ways like I've been a fuck boy. you know, it's exploring like the platonic ideal of the idea of this word. It's you know, it's not, it's not but everyone can read it in their own way if you're thinking about your past relationships and I don't know them. That, that's cool too, you know? I think someone wrote a review of that where she was like saying like, yeah, anyway, I don't think it's, is Eileen Miles a fuck boy?
0: <laughs> great, great question. you like, telling me. Great question.
1: No, I'm just playing. I, love um, Miles.
0: I mean, speaking of early in the book, the narrator addresses his interest in reading the Neapolitan series by Helena Ferrante. And just when discussing with, with a girlfriend who he refers to as Artist Bay, um, she identifies the character of Nino as, as a fuckboy. Do you agree yeah. with that reading? Is Nino a fuckboy? Given everything we've just said?
1: Well, in the book, he, he gets baffled by that. So he keeps, the narrator keeps reading to to understand why. And um, I never really followed that up. Yeah, I guess, um, I don't know. I feel like I had a little, I liked Nino when I was reading it, at least initially. But then wait. What happened? Yeah, her is his dad. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that character I don't know what she was talking about. I guess <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, um yeah, it's it's definitely like I think I was laughing in the beginning when you read in the copy because like that was like a decision to like do the play in the copy of being like the narrator is the character is like Sean Thor Conroe, like that was like, a good decision where you're like, you know, and even mm-hmm. putting in the face on the cover and stuff. And it was like, mm-hmm. it was all meant to be like to like play with that possibility in the reader's head. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like I don't think like well, I think a lot of people talk about the book, haven't read the book, but I don't think a lot of people like under pick up on that. You know, or 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 yeah, I guess I'm saying like I'm not looking so literal at like what i don't know i'm not like a relationship expert on like what a fuck boy is you know i think he's like asking a lot of questions a lot of times he's looking at ways that the culture calls you know he's look he's looking at ways that the culture calls people a fuck boy and then like questioning the validity of that other times he's looking clearly at things he's done and like confronting them and like which with with, with like the earnest intention of, like, looking at, I don't know, moving differently. Um.
0: So, um, post-coital, your narrator reflects, uh, I passed up on oral sex to provide a medical insight slash practice. This was wrong. I knew that seeing her bring herself to completion so outside of me, with me as a mere accessory to the event, unhinged some default ability to objectify um, that I relied on to get off with women, but ignored this blocked it out, focused, focused on my wokeness, felt intoxicated by it, was almost turned on by it, were my manhood responsive, <clears throat> was turned on egoistically. I want to unpack this moment a bit. What exactly has happened here? We have this male narrator who finds sexual pleasure in providing a woman with sexual pleasure, but then blocks this, this angle out. Why? What, what's going on in this, in this moment?
1: I think... Um... I think in my in my favorite books, when um, things can take a turn to be like explicit, like confusing mm, not necessarily shocking to be for the sake of shocking, but just to get so intimate in a moment. I think like when that happens in a text, like the text becomes like alive and then you're as a brain in in your brain as a reader you like something like that could happen again um so I think that's what I was doing there you know what I mean and also making fun of this character this narrator who's like thinks that like I don't know it's like self-righteous about like being cool not getting off I don't know sometimes things just make me laugh and like confused as I write them, so like and then i if, if they if they make me feel like multiple things at once, I just let them ride. you know what do you think going on there <laughs> <laughs>
0: um no, that sounds I honestly that's beautiful, I think that's beautiful um that sounds like w- why someone would enjoy writing for that exact moment, yeah. Um, on page 66, uh, your narrator says, dude, I don't give a shit about MFA programs. I'm not interested in writing for people who already read, who consider themselves quote unquote, literary, more quote unquote, literature means more insulated, masturbatory bullshit, completely irrelevant to the culture. I'm trying to write for people who don't read, who don't give a shit about books. What makes you give a shit about a book, about books in general?
1: What makes me give a shit about books?
0: About Or about books in general.
1: I feel like books are the most important. I feel like literature, I feel like that solitary act of like reading in an active way where you're not just like, I don't know, reading for school. Like you're like actively looking at like what the narrator was trying to look at in his own life and what the author was trying to look at in his own life by writing what he wrote. And, like, sitting, I don't know, tangibly looking at, like, tangibly using literature as, like, a way to actually look at, like, how, you know, to pan out and look at how you've been moving and, like, how you could move or, like, expand the possibilities of how you could live is, like, the most important thing, (laughs) you know?
0: Yeah, but in this Um, quote, you're, you're, you're specifically saying that, like, or this narrator saying, sorry, not sorry, um, that, and and this really resonated with me personally as well. As someone who's been working in publishing for for many years and and, and been a fan of literature, you get, like, diagnosed as this, like, stuffy, nerdy, which I am nerdy, I'm definitely not stuffy, but like, 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 it's associated with like an ivory tower sort of situation. Like, I'm smarter than everyone just because I read so much, and I really, really just do not identify that way at all. I was never yeah. really an academic person, etc. But yeah. I definitely have a passion for literature, and and I too want people to uh, understand the joy of it um, outside of that perspective. So, so I'm wondering, like, outside of that, like in your answer, I feel like you 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 told me that books are really important. They're the most important. But like, why? I want to know why they're the most important. What do they do for you? What can um, they do for other people that maybe people don't even realize?
1: Um, well, I think kind of what I said of like, if you read in that way of like, I mean, like just ex- like expanding your imagination of like, of like how you could live or like what your actions mean or like looking at your life from like a higher, like, uh a higher vantage point. Um, You know, I think that's one of the effects that literature has and, like, can have where, I don't know. And also, like, the, the feeling of starting a book and finishing a book, like, that's like seeing a whole life, you know? It's like seeing your whole life. We're stuck in these little modes and we're gonna fucking, we have, like, some vague fear of death and then we're doing all these little things. I think that's, like, I don't know. I feel like there's something. I mean, it's like the there's a reason. Yeah, I don't know. Religious texts, like there's you know, yeah. there's like a reason why. I don't know. It's just like I kind of look at it like that, um, and then like trying to, yeah, or 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 like witnessing like. Sometimes I read an older, like ambitious, like long book. You know, like I just I I, re- I wrote a thing about it, but I just re- I I read the Zola book recently. And like I was just in awe of like the fucking the, the craftsmanship, you know, and like I think there's something about that too. I don't know, I, I think sometimes it's maybe like more, less clear, you know, <laughs> maybe after putting a book out, I don't know why I'd I, I, I try to write another book, but but I think I think that, yeah, and I think just uh, with that quote just being kind of like, I don't know, is that what is that what the, is that what the culture or the people who care about book, who purportedly care about books, like is that why they care about books? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think more people care about, I don't know, their career, hating on other books, wanting to be, it's like, I think about that sometimes I think about people fighting in like, not even literature, like in like alt literature, alternative literature. It's like, that's like, there's like seven, it's like the most peripheral thing ever. You know what I mean? And they're like, I want to be the one in this, like, bro, like no one cares about, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody cares.
0: It's a cultural, it's like so boring to say, but it's like a cultural capital thing, right? Like high school meets cultural capital. I guess,
1: I mean, it's like, if you think, if you still think that like getting anything that you think you want to get is going to give you anything lasting, I swear to God, like, if you still think that you at, your, at whatever age you're at, like, damn, bro. You know what I mean? That's how I feel.
0: That, that's real. That's, that's real. What, I that's think what Luke said to me
1: one time in a class where he's like, getting everything you want is literally the worst thing. Everything you think you want is literally the worst thing that can happen. Why? Because and there's, there's what do you do? <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Why move forward if you have everything you yeah, want?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, Yeah. I think like, yeah, I think like, I don't know, survival, like, I sometimes think like this: the survival, the need for like a survival instinct to kick in, like, actually, I actually think this is like one of the most like calming, clarifying things, you know? Um, but that's how the narrator's moving at least, you know?
0: I mean, I can, I can step outside of myself and see how that would be true, how that is true, frankly, but why, why, why is the survival instinct triggered? It's because it's, it's, it's exactly that it's triggered. You're you're like threatened in that moment. And I don't know if that feels very good.
1: Right. No, it doesn't feel good, but it, you don't get into like a lot of the things that people get into in, in America today, which is like, there's no survival instinct. You know what I'm saying? There's no possibility of war ever. We have, that's like, it does a thing to your brain. There's no possibility of anything invading. Like, you know, obviously there are people in the US who are struggling with like a lot of different things, but like, I mean, what is it? Uh, 295, 350 a month, I think that I was getting, that I was getting for uh, snap, you could you could eat off that, you know.
0: Can you, you? can't live off that in New York though.
1: I was in Philly. I was paying three fifty rent. Yeah, yeah, different yeah. story. But I mean, I don't know. It, it, well, yeah, I got like fifteen bands. Anyway, I'm ranting. But um, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Yeah, it's good to it's good to not be constantly trying to survive because you get all fucking traumatized and stuff i think things that make a text exciting and like invite that type of whatever you want to call it like invest self or self you know investigation or whatever is moments of oppositional thinking you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. that's i don't know a lot of the moments you're pointing out or um
0: i would say that's that's the like chunk of fuckbook
1: yeah 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 I mean yeah. so that's the only reason why I don't I don't know and I think like people think like oh like he's a he's making a case that fuck boys are I don't know I don't know how people see it but like it's not it like whatever you think it is it's not that <laughs> you know what I mean, I mean I'm mean, i saying to the general you who hasn't read the book and just is going off that idea do you know what I mean
0: right okay that's that's fair but I mean also
1: but I also invited that
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: invited that Yeah. yeah <laughs> yeah
0: um, so, uh, Sheila Heddy's, uh, as we've, I've already brought up already, but her work has meant so much to me personally. Um, and from what I can gather, it has to you as well. Um, you address the, the conflicted audience response to her book, Motherhood, uh, in Fuckboy, Boy, noting how motherhood was read as a polemic when it was a personal account. I agree with this. The, the motherhood for me didn't take a permanent stance on motherhood at all. It was, it was a book about anxiety and how to navigate it. And, and that's what I appreciated about it um i know that it fell in mixed reviews but um your narrator muses to politicize art was to misunderstand its point to misuse its function um my question is if we can recognize that a known artist has a platform why should they be exempt from using it politically i kind of regret asking this question already because like i already know the answer and i feel like we think alike but like how other people no <laughs>
1: Um. Well, I think I've said
0: can't, this. Can't out, Sean. I, I think I've said
1: this before. I think I've said this before. Um, but um, and it was something that a teacher said to me one time, where it was like, um, um, yeah, all art, uh, all art is political. Like, if you try to make art, or if you try to make art for a political purpose, it's not good. Possibly not mm-hmm. art but all art nonetheless is political. (laughs) But like, it can't be the intention. Do you know what I mean? I see writers, (laughs) I see writers like on the internet, like being like, like raging out about politics. And I, this is just me personally. I'm just, I immediately go like, oh, I'm never gonna read a, a book of yours. 'cause you have no, cause, cause it's art is about the spaces in between things politics is just bashing things with a hammer you know mm-hmm. that's how i feel and it's also also it's about i like charting like like kind of like in a like a i don't know i feel like in like or um I think, like, Portrait. Portrait was, like, a big, you know, like, the, joy, the portrait of the artist's young man. Like, when I was younger, I was, like, a big book. And I would often, like, title portrait. I would make titles of books, earlier books, like, Portrait of Artists or something, you know? Um, and I guess the book, this book is a portrait. It, you know, it's a portrait of artists, It's a bo- It's a whatever, that kind of book. But, um, yeah, I like, like, chart. I feel like what he does, Joyce does, is, like, oftentimes, like, it's just, like, an epiphanic mode. Like, chart's like epiphanies, kind of, you know? And I feel like that's how my shit is too, and like that involves like people changing like over the course of a chapter or like uh, two lines, how they think about things and like basing it on their experience, you know mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: that's not political
1: that's not that's not being a like a raging out on, on, on that's gang mentality that's that's gang America is just a yeah it's just a, a giant gang. yeah it's, it's it's fighting gangs. It's same as Chicago. Um, but one is proper and one isn't. Um, what do you think? <laughs> do you think the book veers political?
0: Uh, I think uh, unavoidably so, and I, that goes back to the like racial angle of it, at the very least. I mean, the class angle of it, too. Like, This is a person who lives in this world under certain systemic constrictions and was raised under certain systemic like you know definitely the father bouncing the lack of money has affected their relationships and the way that they live life and rage out and then treat the people in their lives be it women or other men so i think in that way our lives are all inherently political but i i agree that a a novel just because a novelist like i think you said it perfectly in the in the the first few sentences like yeah like
1: shouldn't try to be but ultimately is
0: exactly yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. it's interesting like yeah i don't know like what yeah my politics are like no i don't know
0: i don't even know if you have politics
1: yeah i mean i think one thing like one thing that like one idea is like you know everyone can write like why do you have something of value um to say just not even considering craft you know mm-hmm. like from your experience like and i think mm-hmm. like maybe one ethic that he has is like he talks about being out here like what does that mean to be out here <laughs> you know mm-hmm. or like out here ness you know which is just being like it's like it's being out here it's, it's being, being out here out it's being out here and like seeing like and then through literature showing something about that the out here yeah like i just <laughs> like this 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 zola book i just read he's like in the coal mines in like Northern France, like detailing their day-to-day. Like most people don't know about that, you know? And you don't need to say anything about it. And that book is so good cause he straddles. He's also like, he straddles like what like he's like the, 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 the managers, they can't do shit. Like they're not, you know, it's like, it's not. And then also like the, when people mob and wild, anyway, and wild out, like that's not good either, you know? So, but, but just showing something about the world like Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: and but also like understanding like I don't know something about like empathy or or just or I don't know just being stepping outside speaking for the streets yeah and like speaking for like the people I don't know but it's like it's also just my yeah yeah I don't know I don't know what my politics are that's
0: okay
1: I'm a socialist (laughs) I'm a confusing socialist
0: um the narrator is attracted to a, a well-read girl at some point and reflects her as super sexy, but in a way my brain couldn't objectify due to my awe slash admiration slash fear of her. Does attraction require objectification to sex?
1: Have you read the book um, Disgrace by J.M. Coetzee? No. You haven't? Okay, it's like about this dude. Who, it's about a teacher who sleeps with his daughter, uh, with a the, with the student with a student who's like the age of his daughter. It's a, like a Marilee book. Funny. Yeah, it's it's, it's a really funny. good book. J.M. Coetzee, um, I don't think I'm, Coetzee, I think someone corrected me recently. Um, and then he, um, he yeah, he gets, you know, canceled by the school and I'm still reading it. But, um, but um, he's always, he's like a Wordsworth scholar. So the whole book, he's like justifying like his, like, like oh he's overcome with like the eros of like the beauty of youth and he's like cycling it through this like and he's constantly referring to like that mode you know um and it's like it's a super effective and like fun when narrator has or like basically every Welbeck book has that where there's like he's like a filmmaker or something but it's like kind of so like this book is like is like that tiny like that tiny part in his brain that's like looking at the world like that of like a certain type of basic like lust or like you know like objectifying things in certain ways that's just like that's the engine you know that's like the the riff kind of of this character because the book is called fuckboy because it's the narrator is you know what i'm saying
0: and we come full circle.
1: I'm just saying that's what the narrative. That's what the. I don't know. I you know. Of course, I don't know. I don't know. That's <laughs> that's that's the question you're supposed to ask. You know.
0: Um, I think those who are, are, are who may be averse to this book uh, before they read it are, are projecting their aversions to fuckboys. Um, exactly. For forgetting that fiction can be about and not the thing itself. Right. Um, that being said, in what ways do you think that fiction, like fuckboys, Fucks with manipulation.
1: I think that fiction is like Lish always, Gordon Lish would say to the narrator as a writer, you have to fuck the reader. You know? No, Um, say more. You have to have sex with, you have to, through through your writing, (laughs) you have to fuck the reader. I don't know if I agree with that because you can't just immediately do that. So, like, my idea is like, Especially with this narrator, yeah, it's a type of why the why should anybody read your book like you that's the outlook that has that that this book this aggressively readable first you know like for like i don't know it's like I don't know if i'll if I'll keep writing like that um like accommodatingly to the reader, but I think mm-hmm. like there's definitely um a playful. Um, a type it, all right yeah it's got to be a type of um, seduction or establishment of authority and then mm-hmm. not breaking it you know and there's different ways to do that but that is what it is you know um so yeah i'm not fully on the list thing i'm more of like you know you gotta be you gotta you gotta talk you gotta yeah gotta, dinner first. yeah exactly exactly that's exactly it you gotta you know you gotta come in come in a little yeah i don't know i think at, yeah, at least with this. But, but then there's also points where I'm like, I don't want you to read anymore. I'm mm-hmm. going to just, I'm just, I, I don't, I, like I, I only want real ones to read past this point and I just go, I'll spaz out. But that's another way of estab- establishing authority, I mean, authority, I guess. Or it's just, intimacy. yeah. Establishing intimacy and like change, like switching it up. Like that's always what I'm looking for is like the turns, some kind of turn within a few, you know, within, few lines um but yeah i guess i think that i do think there is something like that going on
0: thank you sean this was great um listeners of the pod you can grab a copy of fuckboy uh at your local indie and thanks for taking the
1: time to talk awesome thank you